Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, guys, it's been a while, to say the very least, but, you know, not a lot had changed. A lot can change in a very short amount of time here, JC, and as we welcome everybody back to the Ethos Lakers podcast as we get ready for preseason and training camp storylines and the NBA season to start again. I know it's sort of surreal to think about because it feels like it's been a while at this point, and that's because it has, okay? But as we sit here and get ready, uh, the Lakers, well, they have a new point guard. It's not the point guard that everybody thought it was going to be. And Russell Westbrook is still on the team. So welcome, Patrick Beverly. JC, what's your immediate take on this deal? My immediate take wasn't a happy one because, I mean, as he's one of those players that, you know, you, you don't like him if you play against him and you'll end up liking him if he's on your team. I still, I'm, I'm never going to like the antics, the the way he acts on the court. I'm not going to like it. And, you know, when I kept thinking about it, is he going to help the Lakers? Yeah, but I kept thinking about the cost, which is kind of my issue with Russell Westbrook. And a 34-year-old Patrick Beverly for two players, two young players, it's it's not it for me. I mean, you know, it may end up being a good fit and the tenacity and the defense could be good. I just keep thinking more about what we lost and what could have been, what could have been with Kyrie. And then, yeah, it's it's not the worst way they could have gone, but... I don't know. I was hoping for something different. So I think I think you bring up an interesting point, and that's kind of where my immediate reaction was as well, is somewhere between the immediacy of the fit and sort of the roster construction, financial picture on that lens, and then the other side of it, which was, you know, well, is this really a good return on investment, right? So So let's start with the more positive side, which I think is the immediacy of the fit here. Now, I'm going to tell you something that, you know, may or may not surprise you. I don't think it's that surprising given what we've seen on the court, but this is the reality. 
So Patrick Beverly, new Lakers, assumed starting point guard Patrick Beverly because, let's be honest, there's no way Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook are going to share the same roster, let alone be on the court together, no matter what uniform they're wearing, okay? So new Lakers starting point guard Patrick Beverly is a career 37.8 career three-point shooter. That's, that's from Sam Quinn at CBS about 24 hours ago. That is... It, it makes him the best shooter on the Lakers. And, and this is a guy known primarily for his defense, and rightfully so, right? Because I believe he was only second to Giannis in terms of uh, op opposing players' field goal percentage last year. I know it's not a perfect measure of defensive intensity, aptitude, all those things, but it's better than being somewhere middle or way down that list. I mean, we know what he is. He's an irritant, right? And I say that with, with, with love and respect. And I think he actually will help LeBron and help Anthony Davis defensively. That said, this is trading two wings on a team without wings and without youth for a point guard, which doesn't help the wing. I know Patrick Beverly can guard multiple positions, but that's just sort of the immediacy of the reaction. I, like you, am sort of sitting here like, really, you had to trade not only THT but you also had to include Stanley Johnson to get that deal done. That feels just sort of odd. It feels like, well, you can either include Stanley Johnson or you can include maybe a, a first round pick or even a second round pick. And maybe the Lakers felt it was better to include a guy who, yeah, I think played his way into the hearts of some Lakers fans last year, given the hole that was on, on the wing and Stanley Johnson. So, you know, no, nobly, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, filled in, although, you know, this is a guy two years ago, JC, who's not even in the league. Nobody's even given a second thought to. So mm -hmm. the thing is, for me, was the, is the THT inclusion. Y you wouldn't trade THT for Kyle Lowry, which, okay, that's a separate discussion. But this was supposed to be your sort of big piece here. Yourself, what I think is fairly low, given the fact that he's 22 years old. And yes, he's on an inflated contract. I understand that. But if he even comes close to sniffing his potential with that, which I think he will probably come close to capable of doing in Utah. Utah has a lot of interesting young talent, man. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting team to watch, especially if they wind up trading Donovan Mitchell for more of those types of guys. I just feel like the Lakers could have gotten a better return for THT, but they might have missed their window there. So this this trade is sparked to me because of the immediacy of what the Lakers need to do now that LeBron has signed his extension, which we'll get into as well on this episode. But also, this isn't just the only move in the vacuum, right? Now, the question is, what's next for the Lakers? And, you know, I think whatever is next and however that's achieved, that has to be sort of viewed in tandem with this move to sort of gauge what the Lakers really did in order to reshape their roster. Not unlike, you know, yes, the, the Clippers gave up all those picks uh, in that trade for Paul George, but it also meant Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. And so and the, the Stanley Johnson thing, too, I mean, that that's a little easier pill to swallow because some people think it's, he's basically a duplication of Juan Scano Anderson, which is fine. And But it's just, yeah, like you said, that the package of those two players specifically, like, like, I wish Christian Wood wasn't traded as early as he was because, like, that could potentially be a like, – especially since Houston wants younger players, like, that could have been a package that could have landed Christian Wood. Yeah, I mean, 
look, the Lakers were never exactly flush with with what I would consider trade assets even prior to this deal, and now now yeah. even fewer of them, right? Kendrick Nunn's contract as an expiring contract being basically the only thing, and obviously this, this team still has quite a bit of work to do. Um, there was some there was immediate chatter, JC, like immediate chatter that okay, well, Patrick Beverly means Miles Turner which means Buddy healed. I don't necessarily think it absolutely means that, but it would make a lot more sense if the Lakers were to decide to go in that direction. Yeah, I mean it makes it makes sense now as as the plan B and even even weeks ago everyone just kind of reported that that was going to be the Lakers plan B and you certainly can't fault the Lakers for for coming up with a plan B with the you know as unreliable as Kyrie tends to be. But, you know, at the same time, it, it you know, you, you hope that those reports from a few weeks ago weren't true, where all that was hinging on the deal was was the two picks. And it could have been Kyrie and Joe Harris or Seth Curry, one of the two additional players. Uh, and so, again, it just goes back to, like, what could have been. But, you know, if, if in the end the Lakers can parlay this somehow into Patrick Beverly, Buddy Heald, and Miles Turner, then, yeah, that's a good return. So now the natural question, the immediate question I have for you, JC, is is Kyrie Irving still a viable path for the Lakers? I mean, it, it's all going to depend, certainly not for the start of the season. I think February is a crazy time every year, every season, and you never know what can happen. And if if Brooklyn is somehow still dysfunctional and looking at a five seed and you know, Kyrie's being Kyrie, then, you know, LeBron could still see a potential project in him that he could sort of refix, then, yeah, maybe that can be, they can, you can welcome that territory again in February, but at the same time, he's also going to be a free agent next year, so you can take your crack at him next year, and maybe he won't be as expensive as his potential if he has an, an off year. So, you know, is the Kyrie door closed Probably for the start of the season, definitely for training camp, but I don't think completely. Can we just, while we're on the subject of the Brooklyn Nets, I just want to talk about how this has weirdly evolved, right? Kevin Durant makes his trade request. Kyrie Irving sort of keeps everybody on the fence as to whether or not he's going to even opt in, winds up opting in, and then everything goes berserk after that. Then... The owner of the team comes out with this cryptic tweet like, well, we're going to do what's best for the Nets. And everybody expects the Kevin Durant, Durant trade to be imminent after that. By the way, if I were Brooklyn and they were serious about turning the page, I would have negotiated with the Celtics for a little bit longer because a package that includes Jalen Brown and first round picks is better than three or four, four first round picks, to be honest with you. Jalen Brown is what you hope those picks become, even 80% of him. And I'm not the highest guy in the world on Jalen Brown, but I think we've become obsessed with this idea of what could be at the expense of what really is. And so on that note, I wanna make sure that as we discuss trade scenarios and all these different machinations of these ideas that we come up with seemingly daily, hourly, whatever, that we give players their due credit in terms of how good these guys are, Jalen Brown, is an all-star. He is a, a, a premier player in this league. 
And I feel like I should be his agent given the speech that I'm coming up with right now, but it's just I feel inspired to say that. Oh, he so was anyway, fantastic in the playoffs this past season. I, I mean, he I mean, I mean, really, like Jalen Brown and first round picks, like I know it's Kevin Frickin' Durant, but like that's a pretty strong thing to sit at the table with, especially when you're talking about the the you know, the idea of an idea being the potential route forward instead. Ask the Thunder how that has worked out for them. Ask the Celtics how that worked out for them before they were basically, you know, ass backwards fell into luck with those picks. The the idea of having all those picks is better than the reality of it because you can't use them all anyway. But as we move forward beyond that point, I just, I, I wonder now what the Lakers think about things as we move forward. And to close the door on Brooklyn, when it comes out, <clears throat> that Kevin Durant is not going to be traded after all, JC. The strangest thing about this, and I'm sorry, I, I know I sort of almost transitioned to the Lakers there, but I coming back to the original point. Blame Jalen Brown, right? <laughs> Shout out to you, Carl. That's just for you. And if you don't know Carl, you're not listening to us enough on the Ethos Lakers podcast. But as we come back to the to the Nets, they put out the statement that Kevin Durant would be on the team. Well, he signed a four-year contract, so he's going to be on the team either way. But have you ever seen a team, when they announce something like that, also put the logo, the trademark logo of the player's business brand on the press release? <laughs> no, I actually never noticed, I didn't notice that until you pointed that out. And I just, I, it really just, it caught me by such surprise because I just thought it was so fascinating. And I said, do the Nets work for Durant or, or does Durant work for the Nets? And I just... I kind of wonder how that ship is going to sail forward, but look, yeah. we're here to worry about the Lakers, and, and I, especially I, since the story is painted as as right. he he rescinded the trade request, and it's right, right, whatever the opposite of you can't fire me, I quit is right. And so you would just think like if I own that business, after that I'd be like, hey, turns out that we were right all along. Here's my logo. Here's my card. Right. Not like this co-branded harmony. Like oh, kumbaya, we just hashed it out in the hash fields out back. Honestly. Yeah. It's just it's very very strange approach to take, but okay, maybe that's like the sports you know sports marketing classes I used to take when I was in college coming out in there. Who knows? <laughs> so as as the Lakers move forward here, you got Patrick Beverly in the mix. You know they're gonna try to do something else. They have they have to address even more so than the Miles Turner piece for me is is a guy like Buddy Heald. They have to address that piece. They have a gaping hole on the wing, and yes, Pat Bev's going to help, and yes, Lonnie Walker's going to help. And if Kendrick Nunn can actually play basketball, which apparently still isn't quite proven yet, right, he's going to help. But this idea that, oh, the Lakers are going to get help from Troy Brown Jr. and JT, JTA Juan Toscano Anderson. Stop. Let's let's stop doing that. Remember last year? Just wait till Trevor Ariza comes back. What mm. about Wayne Ellington? Dwight Howard? Da, da, da. I know that these guys are younger. Thomas Bryant. I'm very excited about Thomas Bryant, actually. I'm glad that Damian Jones is back. I'm glad that the Lakers have put a greater emphasis on getting younger and more athletic around LeBron James, obviously, but especially Anthony Davis, too, to help take some of the pressure off of him as they move forward with him as the center point of this team. Yeah. But they are not good enough to get anywhere close to where everybody expects them to be. 
And with LeBron now having signed the extension, JC, and now there's there's no there's no this doubt anymore about oh he's got to keep the door open for this that or other. LeBron understands what the power of what it's like to be a Laker to retire a Laker for his brand for his legacy. JC, if he could win another championship while he's under contract with the Lakers in the purple and gold, it really might cement him up there at the top for a lot of people despite the fact that he doesn't have the best finals record, despite the fact that he's not the best shooter, despite the fact that he's not the best this, for, for the you know, for a guy who's not the best at this, 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 and this, I, I don't, it's a weird psychological conflict I have because you can't deny what he's done. Yeah, I mean, I think somehow, some way, he's got another championship in him and it's during the finals. I, I came to the realization that, like, as, as you know, as bad as, as it w- as it would have been for Lakers fans to see the Celtics win a championship, and I don't like the the ring counting that a lot of people do uh, a lot of the time. Um, I, I Look, realized Adam Morrison's like, got two rings. Robert Ori's got seven rings. Yeah, you know, we talk about sitting here, Bill, Bill Russell, all these got like stop. That that's yeah. not some measure of greatness. It's it's a it's a measure of of being in the right place at the right time, very varying levels of contribution. But this idea that this player can't be in this conversation or this list because he has this record or this many, like just, ugh, I can't stand it. That's boring. Yeah. And, and yeah, I hate the ring counting, but it was just, I came to the realization. I was like, I don't want Steph Curry to have the same amount of rings as, as LeBron. And so I do think he's got another one in, in him, but I also do think the Warriors have another one in them down the road too. So I'm sure they'll end up still tied. I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, I don't know why I use that phrase. I hate that phrase. Every time I use it, I say that. In 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 essence, for LeBron to really take that next step in his legacy, and I don't mean that as disrespect. I just mean that because he's already achieved so much in his career. There's only yeah. when you're when you're at the ceiling, there's only so much higher you can go, right? Yeah. And That's and when you're at Draymond's wedding with Steph Curry taking pictures of the four ring club, like it clearly doesn't matter as much to them as it does to fans. So I, I just because this this idea this idea of that a lot of fans have, JC. And I think it's it's more of the older generation. And look, I'm I'm 33 years old. So now I'm starting to progress to this point in my life where I'm not the older generation, but I'm definitely not the youngest generation of fans anymore, right? And and so I feel like those people who are around my age, give or take, you know, three to five years on either side, we grew up more in this lens of, well, it doesn't have to be this win-loss mentality in terms of the greatness of these players. Because as time has moved on, as the game has evolved, so have the athletes, right? You look at what, for example, football was 50 years ago on the offensive or defensive line, and you look at those guys now. They're almost 100 pounds bigger, right? Similarly in basketball, these guys have evolved to such unbelievable levels of athleticism and skill where there's so much talent on the court at any one time. There's 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 this idea of shared greatness. There's enough for everybody to win. And I think the generation after me, right, like my students who are in high school and, and people who are maybe just in college, graduated college now, they, they have more of that shared winning. Sports and fans, fans are short for fanatics. So we have this, it's a natural win-loss mentality because that's how the game is played. But in terms of comparing greatness, there's no need to sort of deconstruct someone just to construct 
the monument to somebody else. Both of those buildings can stand. Yeah, totally. So I just, you know, I, I encourage people to sort of look at things not necessarily differently, but sort of challenge your lens and, and ask the why behind the what in terms of why you think about things the way that you do and all that sort of stuff, because it allows you to help generate a perspective for the other side, even and especially when it's uncomfortable. Right. And obviously, you know, topics being, you know, especially divisive, like politics or something like that, being chief among those examples. But sports can certainly be up there as well, especially if you're talking to like, for example, I took my dog to the dog park today and I was talking to this girl. Well, I was from Massachusetts. She's talking about being a New England sports fan. I told her, I said, y'all are obnoxious. And she owned it. She's like, I know we are like, you know, and that's, and that's, that's what it is, man. And so, so shout out to you know those fans who represent it like that. I just, I, I don't see a scenario here, JC, where Russell Westbrook even spends a single day in the building at this point. It's, it's just what an uncomfortable dynamic it must be. But at the same time, I don't know. You make it forty-seven million dollars, so do you care? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I'm I'm sure they can. There's there's being professional, which is kind of what a lot of them preach a lot of the time. And so, I think the being professional part of it is kind of the easy part, maybe. And then it's just it, it gets harder if there's no if there's not winning. And so, yeah, I'm sure it'll it'll progressively get harder if for some reason he's not traded by the time the season starts. But yeah, I don't see I don't see how e either one of them, Russell Westbrook or Patrick Beverly, I don't see how either one of them can walk back any of the things that they've said about each other over the years. Absolutely like there's not. there's you know guys have beefs and, and gripes and things like that, but a lot of them can understand that it's it's on the floor and it's not as serious. Um, like. You know, if you didn't if you didn't know any better, you'd swear LeBron and Draymond hate each other. But if you follow them on social media, they clearly they clearly love each other. Not that way with Patrick Beverly and, and Russell Westbrook. No, not, not, not one bit. And and honestly, I just think that, you know, look, Rob Palenka being a former agent. He has his shortcomings as a general manager because of his experience as an agent. And I don't. I don't necessarily mean that as a criticism or a critique, even though it is. I just mean it's because of how you get programmed. When you're an agent, your job is to take care of players. It's to nurture relationships. It's to really build things, you know, on a, on a different level than constructing a basketball team. When you're constructing a basketball team, you kind of have to be ruthless, for lack of a better way to say it. Like, that's where I think Rob has gotten too agent-y with some clutch clients, for instance, and like done too many favors at the expense of the Lakers as a team, right? He's making business decisions over basketball decisions in terms of what the on-court product looks like. And I think that's sort of a fair critique, right? Because we, we saw that with some of the veterans, we saw that with some of the decisions that he, he sort of decided to pursue. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, you know, I think there's a learning curve as he's transitioned into this job. And if we're going to give Mitch Kupchak patience after signing Mozgov and Dang for $125 plus million, we got to give Palinka his due time as well. But I think he's learning that he doesn't have to do that to be successful. In fact, he can't do that to be successful. But I cannot imagine he's keeping Russ in the dark about what's going on right now. Yeah, I think it's 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 probably such a delicate situation and and his trade value has to be in in major flux like it has to go up and down on the day depending on whatever comes out of the rumor mill and so i'm sure they have to keep it as as quiet as they can or as quiet as you can in today's social media landscape but yeah it's there's got to be a reason why we're not hearing much but at the same time yeah i just don't see how it's it's possible that that he'll remain a laker after after everything that's happened between you know fans and just how bad they were last year and just the the hits to his reputation and you know it's one of those things like I, I took a step back and just sort of like because you know he still has a lot of fans and he still has a lot of people who who respect him and uh you know to look at his numbers they weren't bad but just like I did with Patrick Beverly I'm like looking at the cost and that what that 47 million cost the lakers despite his you know by comparison to the rest of the league decent production it just wasn't worth it and that's that's where he has to go and that's why he has to go it's not he's definitely still a good player he brings value somewhere just not really to this team where does he bring value jc I mean that's a tough one. Um, I mean presumably if 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 it's Indiana and they're rebuilding, that his type of work ethic, his tenacity, could rub off on, on younger players, and that's kind of what you hope. He's despite everything and all the trades and everything, he's been the utmost professional. Professional. He's got the respect of every player in the league, and so you hope that rubs off on on younger players. If you're in a rebuild like Indiana, or if you're in a future rebuild like Utah. It's, um, it's 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 so hard because there's no denying that the basketball player has skill and talent, right? And and my best friend, he's he's a huge basketball fan, but he also he plays in like five different adult leagues, right? He's hooping basically every night of the week, and he talks about Westbrook a lot and just the style of play and how he just he's like he does just doesn't fit, you know. And I was having this conversation with somebody today, and I think part of the reason that he was so, I don't know if successful is the right word, but let's just use it 
with those Oklahoma City teams is is when he was the one man show is because he was the one man show like he had to be you know and now it's it's he doesn't he doesn't understand how to adapt his game and if he does understand he's a lot more stubborn than most of us even realize and we know him to be you know a stubborn player that's not necessarily a bad quality either it's just you know that's sort of the the personality right like russ you know you're a shitty three-point shooter stop taking threes i don't really care how open they leave you at this point right it doesn't benefit the team Russ, it doesn't benefit the team for you to try to put up offensive numbers. I'd rather you score four points if it means you dishing out 14 assists with only one turnover, right? So there was just no this idea of team concept. It, it's so hard to understand where he could fit either as a as like a team that's like, oh, we're a Russell Westbrook type of player away, or oh, we should show our young players what this looks like if we're hoping to compete this year. Right. It's almost like uh, he's like such a Kings player at this point. I hate to say it that way. Sorry <laughs> to our colleagues over at the Kings shows. But like, you know, that's it's just that's kind of what it is. And so it's it really is a tough one, man. And, and you know, the Lakers, they might be forced to give him the John Wall treatment if they can't move him, which is it's a surreal thing to say for a player you're paying 50 million dollars to. But that's that's got to be a, a a nuclear option basically because that means they can't really improve the team beyond what it what it stands to be right now. Yeah, and I mean, there's an argument to be made that any any addition you can make by subtracting him is going to be an improvement. But I guess I mean you can't just give him away for peanuts, and you, you've got to get something of value in return, and and. There is the possibility, I suppose, that there's just nothing of value in return out there. It's such a big number. Yeah. $47 million. I mean, he's literally making over a million dollars every other game. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's it's nuts. And I know salaries are only going up. And I know that's, that's what it's going to be. And I, I get that. But it's just, it's surreal to think that a person earning that amount of money cannot help the organization advance forward in one way or another i i feel like that's such a surreal i know the lakers didn't sign this contract don't get me wrong but i just feel like it's such a surreal reality to swallow anyway there's a been it's been the start of the school year too so there's a lot of big realities i'm processing all at once here jc the bigger biggest news of the lakers offseason my opinion we hit, we sort of uh, hinted at it before, but briefly, just so we can touch on it, LeBron's extension. This was a deal that a lot of people were like, okay, as soon as he's eligible, when's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? The longer he waits, what could happen? Well, that kind of went to bed pretty quickly. He signed the deal. You know, do you expect him to play in any other uniform besides the Lakers for the rest of his career? Mm, it's hard to say. I, I, I don't think so. I think, I think the Brownie thing is real, and I think – They'll, I guess they being the Lakers front office, or possibly if you want to conspiracy theorize, the the league will help facilitate, uh, at least for the final year of his career, playing with Brownie in a Lakers uniform. And so, yeah, maybe I, I you know, I don't see him, but it, it also does depend on how well he's 
playing at the end of that contract because if he's playing extremely well at the end of that contract you know he might you know he might see if there's another team that might be willing to pay the max or maybe the lakers won't necessarily pay the max or i don't know i mean if he's still playing this well as he did this past season you know you never know with him because that's that's talking about you know that's the contract is two years if he's playing as well as he is think about he's got maybe another four years after that and so that would make him a laker for like eight or nine years of his career i mean that's possible it's pretty wild to think right how long <laughs> lebron could potentially be a laker for i forgot when lebron first signed here there was a limited edition release print and forgive me because i forget the artist off the top of my head but i know i follow them on twitter and all that stuff and there was a limited release print it was uh lebron wearing a crown his jawline with the beard was the california outline it had all the laker legends on top anyway i had meant to frame it all intentions being good going through some personal things at the time never quite happened i pulled it out of the back of the closet the other day it's got some slight issues but very salvageable plan to use it frame it do all those good things and it was just a reminder of wow lebron's lakers tenure has i don't want to say come and gone because it's still ongoing but it's it's come it's been here for a while now and it's it's just sort of weird to think about like we we normalize lebron as a laker in our minds a lot more than i think a lot of us realize in terms of the totality of his career yeah and there you know there are moments you can look at in his laker career that every stop along the way he's he's had you know he's he's got the 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 oldest player to have the 50 point games um i think less than 10 games into his laker tenure he he hit either a game tying shot or um is is a clutch shot from like near half court and like he's doing that in like his first 10 games as a laker like he's he's got his moments he's got that the game winner he like tipped in that was also early in his laker career um the championship of course the the time in the bubble like yeah he's he's got signature moments as a laker absolutely and so you know as he moves forward it's it'll be interesting to see how it sort of you know takes shape from this point moving forward because he talked about, you know, Anthony Davis seems to be the focal point of this team, and that's how Darvin Ham wants to run this team. And to be honest, that's how the Lakers should run is through Anthony Davis because he is the, the present and, you know, the future. So we haven't really seen Anthony Davis play basketball to the greatest extent possible in a while. I feel like it's been such a long time since we've seen the Lakers play basketball, JC. Uh, Austin Reeves, I just wanted to bring him up as well here. I feel like he's going to be asked to take on a pretty substantial role with this club. JC, what's your what's your take on Austin Reeves? And, you know, again, the Lakers can't be building teams around LeBron and AD going, well, if the Austin Reeves card flips the right way, then we're cooking, right? But that's, that's sort of where this team is, at least right now. Yeah, because, like, as it stands, they're, they're you know, Probably not, maybe not this year, but probably next year, hoping to get a lot out of Scottie Pippen Jr. and and players like that. So to 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 base so much importance on undrafted players is is kind of insane. And the fact that they hit on Austin the way they did is is you know is a special thing. I do like everything I've been hearing. You know the stories about him working every day and coaches telling him like go home, and he's like no, I got to work. His you hear that kind of work ethic and and 
you know, him being bold enough to, to want to choose his own nickname in the league and things like that. Um, you like hearing that. And so if he's, I, if by the way, the type, I'd love, I love that. I, I don't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Oh, yeah. But as a, as a school administrator, I got to say, I, I love that from Austin Reeves. I actually really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, that was cool. And yeah, to, to hear all that, I think, you know, means he's going to be a really gritty player and that's, that's the kind of stuff, and, and you know, and a player like Pat, like Patrick Beverly is going to rub off on Austin Reeves, and that can see, you know, I can see turning really positive. I gotta tell you, Austin Reeves, uh, sorry, not Austin Reeves, Patrick Beverly is so that dude, man. He is, he is such, and I use the word before I use it again. He is such an irritant. He I always think about David Eckstein. Do you know who that is? Uh, yeah. Okay, David Eckstein. For those who don't know. Former World Series MVP, this guy was five foot nothing, 142 pounds soaking wet, and just was the biggest annoyance on the baseball field. Couldn't do anything exceptionally well, but boy, he was just always seemingly making the right play, right spot at the right time, big hit, just unfreaking un real. Patrick Beverly is that kind of irritant, man. Like he's just always in your grill always in the middle of stuff always super annoying unless he's wearing your colors and even when he is to jc your point earlier he's still kind of annoying sometimes but at least he's wearing your uniform i think that there will be a lot of lakers fans who if they are serious and i'm dead serious when i say this who if they haven't already will really wind up warming up to patrick beverly in a heartbeat because he is that dude he's gonna clap in the opponent's face he's gonna be drooling and sweating everywhere because he's playing so hard and he's gonna be just that dude who's like yeah baby let's go right he's gonna have that energy to him and i and i and i dig that about him but it's 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 a it's gonna be there's gonna be some place where you go come on man you know it's yeah i mean it's one of the, like i'm yeah i'm sure I'll, I'll soften on him as the season goes if if he's performing well and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like seeing how well lebron and draymond get along in the offseason i'm like well i better make peace with the fact that he could be lebron's teammate one day because yeah. it seems like he wants to be honestly honestly though and that's you know you never know. Look, the Lakers, before before we sort of, I would love to wrap up our episode here. I know we've gone a little bit deep, but we got to go a little bit deep. It's 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 time to shine, baby. JC and I will be back with you more regularly as we get closer and closer to the season, of course. JC, it seems pretty intentional going back to, again, the Patrick Beverly trade is, is sort of motivated by this, I think, a little bit as well, right? Where the Lakers have clearly put an emphasis on being more financially flexible next offseason going into 2023 2024 you got lebron under contract you got anthony davis under contract do you have a, a player option for damian james you got max christie and that's about it right so lakers are clearly and intentionally preserving financial flexibility for next summer and in the years beyond unless they're able to reel in that player whom they think can fit them in the long term jc do you expect the lakers because if you know we, t we talk about Buddy Heel. We talk about Miles Turner. We talk, you know, the internet talks about everybody who could basically fit on the Lakers without ever taking into account uh, <laughs> what the financial considerations are down the road. And the other thing with the Pacers and Russell Westbrook, while we're talking about the Pacers right here, the idea of Russell Westbrook and, you know, sort of influencing Tyrese Halliburton in any way, I don't love that, right? But Buddy Heald has got, so to go back to those two, Turner will be a or an unrestricted free agent, so he's an expiring contract. 
Buddy Heald's got one more year at, at basically 19, almost $19.5 million, $19.3 million, 2023-24. Is that worth sacrificing that financial flexibility? Is that good enough? Um, I mean, I think I think for Miles Turner, it could be. It, it'll. I think it, it might it might be one too many big men for the Lakers because that'll give them four. But that's also yeah. four that are interchangeable between power forward and center. So in a way, that could also be good. Um, but Miles Turner, I think, also has a little bit of the Russell Westbrook situation going on in that Indiana offered DeAndre Ayton the you know the offer sheet that Phoenix ended up matching. And right. so, yeah, there's a little bit of awkwardness in that locker room that you got to figure Indiana has to address one way or the other. And so, yeah, I think I think for that it could be worth it. For for Buddy Heald, the, you like the shooting accuracy. You like the fact that he's a little bit bigger of a wing, especially since another another thing I'm not a fan of with the Patrick Beverly thing is, is you know, you, you go from two pretty big wings in, in THT and, Stan, and Stanley Johnson to an undersized wing in Patrick Beverly, though he is a good defender you've taken a step back in size a little bit. And so if you're able to, to bring those two in, then you can increase your size a little bit. And so in that way, I think it could be worth it too. A fair point from you, JC. Anything you would specifically like the Lakers, you would like to see the Lakers do, I should say, prior to everything sort of getting underway here? I mean, there's so many different scenarios and possibilities. Like there's, you know, with Utah kind of having a fire cell, you're seeing reports that, you know, somehow, some way, Jordan Clarkson returning is a possibility, maybe packaging Boyan Bogdanovich, and that gives you excellent shooting and scoring, while, again, sacrificing some defense, which is not necessarily Darvin Ham's thing. But, yeah, I think, you know, I think the Kevin Durant thing proved that you can – say or do any crazy thing this off season and it's either all possible or it'll, or nothing will become of it. And so I can't think of anything specific that I would want to see them do. I was hoping for a bigger trade splash than Patrick Beverly, but I do kind of understand that that's all they were left with in the moment. So, you know, I'd like to see a bigger splash. I just can't really imagine what that splash would be, whether it be, Buddy Hield and Miles Turner, or like Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich, or I don't know. Yeah, boy, it's you know, Boyan Bogdanovich, JC, is a name that I keep seeing linked with the Lakers. I I feel like that's a, I don't know that that's a better idea than reality, but I'm gonna go with that for lack of a better way to say it. I don't, I I understand it in in terms of three point shooting. I. Yes, I understand it in terms of second unit scorer, maybe, but again, I don't, I just, I feel like the Lakers are looking or at least being linked to these ideas that are really like ancillary moves to me versus mm-hmm. actually addressing core issue. Yeah. And, and I think addressing a core issue, even, no, not Miles Turner isn't necessarily addressing a core issue because you've got three pretty good centers there, but. You know, Buddy Hill would be. Right. Like, I, I mean, look, if you, the Pacers, right, they, it's, I feel like they want to trade Miles Turner more than they want to trade Buddy Hill. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think they, they welcome trading either or both, but I think that's sort of the order of, of execution for them, for lack of a better way to say that. And I think that 
if you're the Lakers, you just there's 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 a certain not value, but there's a certain demand that you have to sort of sacrifice the the future for the present. But that's always going to be true on any team that you want to compete immediately for something real, right? You you can't stay flexible for the future at the expense of the present all the time. Sometimes you should, and sometimes you can, but not all the time if you hope to actually compete for something. And if the Lakers are serious about competing for another championship while LeBron is in their uniform, they're going to have to eventually pick a direction and go for it like they did with with the Westbrook move. And obviously that did not work to their favor. So we'll see what that move is going to be. Will we see what that move is going to be this year? I think that's that's ultimately what we will learn here in the next short order. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, wouldn't it, it just I, th- I think the Lakers are very good at keeping things internal before they become external. I mean, Pe- Beverly was sort of loosely linked to the team and then all of a sudden it was happening. So I, I'm not here to say that I, I doubt Heald and Turner, but I feel like it's just been so talked about that it would go, you know, really against the Lakers' mo. At least what we've seen from them in recent seasons. Yeah, and and there is the point now where it's like something has been talked about enough with nothing happening, like the Kyrie thing. It's like it seems like the more it's talked about, the less it'll happen. Exactly, JC. It's been real. This has been a long episode for our listeners. We appreciate you guys sticking with us, hunkering down really diving into the fun and dirty elements of the Lakers. Now the basketball is firmly back in the picture. The school year has started. JC is back and booming in the sports business. Life is life is life, right? JC. Yeah. (laughs) It's all happening, baby. And it's going to continue happening here on the ethos Lakers podcast. You follow us on Twitter at ethos Lakers, follow him. That's JC at JC Deleon one. You follow me at Ethan underscore Noroff. And until next time we out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.